Today we're talking about how to prepare to avoid calamity, but also how to prepare uh, to seize opportunities, um, how to prepare and, and get in those places. So yeah. one of the things uh, that I think is very important is I've watched this over the years as a pastor, mm -hmm. and I've watched where people uh, don't know that their life is about to change by some circumstance. Yeah. And it can either be uh, an attack or a calamity or a tragedy that's upcoming that they're unaware of, or the potential for one, a weapon formed against them yeah. that's not supposed to prosper, or it can be an opportunity for them to see something. And I watch, I watch, uh, you know, and painfully watch as people miss opportunities, and I've missed plenty. You know, I'm, I'm part of what brought me to the place of recognizing this is my own misses, right? And um, so, where I've missed it, and uh, but then the other thing is where you have a situation where somebody's facing a tragedy or a weapon that's formed against them, and they're not prepared. Uh, so, for example. Let's say that somebody does not know God as their healer, right? And then all of a sudden, they get a bad report from the doctor, and they're scrambling to find faith and build faith, but they're not prepared for that. And uh, ultimately, what happens is uh, for them, let's say they're in, they're in their 40s, they have 40 years of doctrine not leading towards that, and now in six months' time, they're trying to untrain 40 years of thinking that God's not a healer. And unfortunately, then what that does, and this is, it's not entirely lost at that point because God is merciful. Yeah. Uh, but the issue is a lot of times they can't even receive his mercy because they, they feel like they've missed it or they don't feel like he'll give it to them yeah. in that way. So they're scrambling and they're not prepared and that's not the Lord's fault because he's given us everything in here. And so it's not just on healing, but it's, it's many different areas. Uh, it's many different areas where I've seen where people were not prepared. And uh, you were saying yesterday, you were thinking mm -hmm. about a statement. My dad always used to make a statement, and, and it's biblical, but I'm not sure that it, it started there. But it, yeah. the statement was, don't wait to the battle to load your weapon. Right? Don't mm -hmm. don't wait till the battle to load your weapon. Another another circumstance, put that in the comments. Don't wait for the battle to load your weapon. Yeah. Another circumstance is that God has an opportunity for you. Let's say it's a financial opportunity, but you're not prepared. Um, so yeah. for example, earlier this year the Lord kind of gave me some insight into something that was about to happen. I told multiple people, I said, you should do this and, and get prepared. It doesn't cost you anything, but get this ready. Multiple people didn't do that, weren't prepared, and when it exploded, I mean literally you know, like multiplied a hundred times. You know, <laughs> it was when it multiplied a hundred times in a few months, they weren't prepared and yeah. couldn't get couldn't get prepared quick enough. And so we want to be prepared. And yeah. God's given us everything that we need pertaining to life and godliness. First Peter says, God's given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. Uh, Ephesians 1, 3 says he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Yeah. Uh, if we lack wisdom, he'll give us wisdom. Mm -hmm. He's not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. These are all scriptures. Mm -hmm. So we have what we need. The issue is, are we utilizing it? Are we yeah. prepared, and can we miss that tragedy? Yeah. And uh, so have y'all seen that before? Have you been in that place? Yeah, I know. I've know, I recognized um, in myself, like, getting to a place of, like, well, everything's, like, you know, I'm, I'm in a comfortable place and just not preparing, just resting, um, not biblically, like, just leaning back and not pushing forward to better prepare myself into better yeah. things for the Lord, then something would come. And whereas I was doing like just enough to get by and I was like, fine, um, something would try, an attack would try to come. And instead of being like, being able to dismiss it immediately because I was well prepared and had built myself up in the scripture, I was like, I went from a complete high to a complete low in a matter of, 
minutes. Yeah. Because I hadn't built myself up on that strong foundation when things, when there didn't seem to be very many attacks. Yeah. So yeah. that when an attack could come, I could stand against it immediately and yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't an issue at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've found um, for, you know, just in, in the past, like a lot of times certain things would happen and I would react to them. Mm -hmm. And usually when I react to things, re when I react to attacks, it doesn't usually end well. I just get out of right. rest and I just start flipping out, right. you know, yeah. um, whether it's just internally in my mind or just, you know, e even in my prayer, just, ah, I just yeah. I start flipping out like, no, you know, but I'm not praying in faith. I'm praying from a position of just reacting to the situation yeah. Yeah. Um, rather than responding through what the Lord's already like that fellowship that I've already made with the Lord. You know, yeah. I've learned that there's a big difference between between when something comes up reacting to it yeah like and when something comes up responding based on what the lord's what the lord's kind of yeah. that through that fellowship with the lord yeah you know that's already been connected because you see jesus he never reacted to things oh my goodness you know yeah he, he yeah. just he, he responded he stepped back and just responded with whatever the lord told him to do yeah and i found that there's a huge difference between the two and it took me a very long time to even understand that there was a difference between the two you know? yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I think our, like talking about reaction times, that reminds me of something. So, um, for example, one of the things that I've sought to do is, it, let's just say that you snuck up behind somebody, they are not prepared to think quickly, mm -hmm. and they don't, they, they don't have their emotions in check. You know, I can remember as a kid, um, yeah, and there, there's one thing to be said for how you were raised and where you were raised, but there's also, I remember as a kid, I walked up, my dad was working on the car all day. It's frustrating. It's tired. It's getting dark. I come up behind him. He's walking in the house. He's on the sidewalk. And uh, I come up behind him. He doesn't hear me coming. And he was raised in a rough environment. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, this, was, this is not a story I heard. This happened to me. Mm -hmm. And about that time, he heard me behind him. And, um, and he threw a kick, like a roundhouse kick, and it went like that right in front of my face. Mm -hmm. And I went, you know, as a kid, I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know, I was like, I could be in major, you know, major problems. But I remember that moment thinking I would never want to hurt my child. Uh, but also, it wasn't really, it wasn't necessarily his fault it was me as a kid not knowing that I should not sneak up on an adult, you know. Yeah. So it, from that from that point, I made sure that even you as children, I was like, yeah. don't you don't surprise daddy, you know. You don't yeah. don't do that stuff. Um, that's you don't want to do that. You don't want to surprise people in that way, um, ladies. Either you don't want to do that. You can you. Know, uh, but when you're coming up, I'll make it a point that when I'm coming up, you know, to somebody, I'll make it a point, like announce, I'll make extra noise so that mm -hmm. they can hear me from a distance so that the first noise they hear it and right here, cause yeah. who cares, who cares, you know, if it was my fault or not, I don't want to get kicked in the face, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that would be yeah. good. Yeah. I like. Okay, well, they shouldn't kick you. Who cares if, you know, my, my grandfather used to say, there's no right away in hell, uh, which basically means, you know, you can say you had the right away all you want to, but if you died in the process of trying to, you know, well, I got the right away, what difference does it make, right? Yeah. And um, so, yeah. <laughs> so one of the things is, who cares if the person should have kicked you or not? The issue is I could have stopped all of that by, by announcing myself ahead right. of time. But also in that moment, uh, it, it's an interesting story, but also in that moment, one of the things that I looked at was I won't, I wouldn't, if I'm in that position that my dad was in and my kid unknowingly came up, I would never want that to happen. And he didn't either. Mm -hmm. um, but from that moment, I remember re working on my reaction times, preparing myself so that I can make quick decisions, very fast. I can I can see where I'm at. Put you know put two and two together, figure it out, and make a split second decision yeah. not to do that. Okay, that's my child. You know that kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and it was 
And, and my dad, where, how my dad was raised, a lot of things were life and death. And somebody sneaking up on you that quietly, you know, with the footsteps of a child, that was not, you know, he just, that was, came from out of his past. But yeah. it's one of those things where I wanted to say, I need to, I started working on that. Even as a kid, I started working on my reaction time. And yeah. my prep, and so what I did was I prepared myself so that there wouldn't be tragedy. Then, of course, we did, we, um, you know, taught y'all, don't sneak up on dad. Don't, mm-hmm. you don't want to do that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and and you, surprises are fine, but don't, you know, don't surprise me when you're two feet from me, that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, it's not a fearful, it's just a reaction, right? Yeah. And I can remember uh, one time, uh, this was not too long ago, and Luke knows better than this. Mm-hmm. But I was laying down, I had fallen asleep on the couch, and literally he came up and he was right here in my face and I had fallen into a deep sleep. And all of a sudden, I feel like this presence in my face and, and it was Luke trying to love on me, but I literally moved like to punch, you know, like this. But in a split second, because I had prepared myself, I withdrew and didn't hurt him, didn't hit him, didn't do anything. But it shocked me so much. You know, I, all I saw as my eyes are coming to, I just see a figure in my face and he's been told not to. So mm-hmm. my first, you know, thinking, which is still coming out of sleep, was he's in my face. This shouldn't be, somebody's in my face. This shouldn't be anybody I know. Why are they there? And, and so it's a response and a protect yeah. thing, you know, fight or flight type thing. And, but because I had prepared my thinking, I didn't have a small calamity that day because I withdrew myself because I had prepared myself. So what I found as a pastor is many people are not prepared. And, and, I, and I find this is that, that what we do many times, I, I was thinking about this on the way here. Many times what I've found is that we are okay as long as life just continually gets a little bit better. Right, and I heard I heard uh, Jim Hockaday say that the first time. As long as life gets a little bit better, we're okay. And what we do is we don't press. We won't yeah. press into it. We won't press into more. We won't prepare ourselves. As long as we're getting by, we'll relax. You know, yeah. as long as we're getting. Kevin said, "Now I know where Luke gets his ninja skills." <laughs> so, um, as long as we are comfortable. We don't press. We don't prepare. You see? And it's like, no, everything's going good. I'm paying my bills and everything. But in order to do that, we're throwing away two very vital pieces of information. And this this preps people to have calamity and to miss opportunities. We won't prepare because we're comfortable. And what we miss, there's two very vital pieces of information. Number one, we are in a corrupted world and we have an enemy. And he is trying to steal, kill, and destroy. That is not something to be played with. It's not something to set on the shelf and act like he's not there. Now, he doesn't have the power to just take you out or he already would have done it. But he can set up situations. He can set up situations and anybody who will listen to him can be motivated by him to create situations that will cause a problem. Okay, mm-hmm. um, And so what happens is we act when we get comfortable, we act as if nothing's ever going to go wrong ever again. We, we, and we pre- it's like we stop preparing. So it's, we'll stop operating in faith. Now, the issue is that would be okay if we ignored that one if we didn't ignore the other vital piece of information, and that is we have a responsibility as ambassadors of Christ to produce eternal fruit. And so, for example, if I focused on the eternal fruit of growing in divine healing, for example, Mm -hmm. then when it came, if I got attacked, I would be prepared for divine health and divine healing. So if I paid attention, but many times when we get comfortable, we're not pressing. And there's another statement that we used to have in business is, if you're not going forward, you are going backwards because attrition will go backwards. So I can have revelation of healing today, but if I don't look and meditate and pray out the healing confessions or healing scriptures and meditate on them for three or four years, when I go to pray for healing, 
it's probably not going to work. And so a lot of times we are not focused on eternity on producing the fruit for the kingdom of God. Remember Matthew 6, 33, seek first his kingdom, not your comfort, but his kingdom. And so we're not, we're, we're not preparing ourselves, Mm -hmm. but his kingdom and his righteousness. Part of his kingdom is to resist the devil and be prepared to resist the devil. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't wait to do that. You know, and there's scriptures I think people will have. If you have a scripture, put that up. If y'all have one. But what I've watched is that we'll get comfortable and then we won't press. We yeah. won't press. You know, how many of us, how many of us, and we in this church, we preach it all the time, but how many of us are supposed to be soul winners? Oh. And percentage-wise, how many are actually winning souls? Like, yeah, yeah maybe 25%, which is very high in a church today. Yeah. But where's the other 75%? Where are those soul winners? We're supposed to. That's the the great commission. So the issue is we're comfortable and we don't press to grow. Mm -hmm. Well, if we get that habit in us, then when calamity strikes, we won't be prepared. And when opportunity knocks, we won't be able to seize it. And so we have to prepare ourselves on the things of God in order to seize opportunity and protect ourselves from calamity. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny because just thinking about it on a different topic, but I was saying almost the exact same thing you just said yesterday. <laughs> talking really? about um I was talking about like architecture and stuff and buildings and how it was so weird to me how like how it was kind of frustrating how people just got comfortable with what was but how inspiring it was for the people who strove for more. Yeah. Like they didn't, yeah. they were comfortable with small buildings when skyscrapers hadn't been invented. Right. Um, it looked impossible. How are you going to build a, scry- a, a skyscraper? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it looked impossible, but they still strove to do the yeah. impossible. They weren't just comfortable with, well, this is working now. Yeah. Our two-story yeah. buildings are working now. They strove and... What else can we do? Yeah, yeah. just what else can we yeah. do? Not staying in the comfort. Yeah. I'm talking about how much I love that and that that heart of just, yes. I'm not going to stay with what's comfortable. Even if it feels difficult, I'm still going to... Yes. I'm not going to stay the same. Yes. I'm not going to stay the same. And it's it's... The same that it is like with architecture and skyscrapers, like I was talking about yesterday, it's yeah. the same with spiritual stuff. Well, it's like right now you've got this race to space by these billionaires and, and different things that are going on. Mm-hmm. And I know they're going after money. They're going after building. You know, the first person to really, somebody can dominate space if Christ doesn't return. Yeah. And they're, they're doing it for power and money and wealth and everything. But you know what? They're pushing. They're pushing, yeah. and I love that. And it's amazing in this atmosphere today where everybody's been so fear, uh, fearful, you have some people that are pu- pushing. They're yeah. stretching. They're preparing ahead of time. And I love yeah. that attitude. That, that is a part of what makes a Christian great is when yeah. they will not stop. And, yeah. you know, y'all know several years ago, um, it, the Lord asked me, you know, he said, what's normal? What do I call normal? And that whole message changed me, but what it really got on my radar, I, see, what I wasn't, I wasn't looking at what God called normal. That wasn't on my radar. That's why he asked me the question. And that's why we want to, even when we're bored with it in the flesh, spend time with the Lord yeah. so that he can ask you questions or show you revelation yeah. that'll change your perspective. But if you're not spending time mm-hmm. with the Lord because you're comfortable, you're not going to be prepared for other times. That question prepared me for 2020. That yeah. question prepared us for mm-hmm. 2020, 2021. Praise the Lord that that he asked us and praise the Lord that we were listening, you know. Yeah. But that question started to put his supernatural levels on our radar. And then once they were on our radar, they're like, you know, my, I'm, I'm definitely designed this way. How can we get there? How can we do that? You know, I want to find, let's, let's press and grab a hold of that. But what is that? Ultimately, that's the preparation 
of the Lord, and God will empower you supernaturally so that you'll be prepared, so that you'll be prepared to avoid calamity, and you'll be prepared... Uh, you know, prepared to seize opportunity. And I have a story from a while back that Nicole and I did both. We, we missed it and we did it well. And, and because of our preparation or lack up thereof. But did you have something? Yeah, well, um, this kind of falls under what we were talking about even at youth last night. We were talking about how, you know, one of the biggest uh, killers of Christians is apathy, spiritual apathy. Yes, just, yeah. Just kind of you know what, I'll come to church on Sunday, you know, whenever it's convenient for me. And, you know, I'll read the Bible every once in a while. I'll pray whenever, whenever things are going wrong. And, you know, like, just like this, this, I'll I'll do what I think is right. And I'll do what I think is best rather than I'm going to press in and give him all of me. Because, you know, that's where, that's, that's one of the biggest deceptions of the enemy is he tries to get us to in a position where we don't pursue God with all of our hearts. The Bible says very clearly that, God says, if you seek me, you'll find me when you seek after me with all your heart. Yeah. You know, with all your heart, not just like 10% of us, yeah. not like 5% of us, you know, like, like how many times have I come into a church, to church on Sunday mm-hmm. and, you know, worship's going and I give him like 10% of what I have. Yeah. You know, I'll just lift my <laughs> hands and I'll give him a little bit, but I won't give him all of me. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the Bible is clear, you know, well, the Bible's, you know, uh, we read in Hebrews 11, 6, I believe he's a rewarder of those yes. who diligently seek him. Yeah. Not just those yeah. who half-heartedly seek him, those who That's diligently right. seek him. So the enemy tries to get us in a position where we're only pursuing him with part of us, with yeah. like a, a little bit of us, maybe five, 10 percent of us. And, and the thing is, you know, he rewards those who diligently seek seek yeah. him. So, so if we're only half-heartedly, you know, doing all yeah. of this, we'll we'll offer up our prayers, and our prayers won't work because not because God's not merciful and, or gracious. It's because our heart's not in the right position, and we're not praying in faith because yeah. we're not mm-hmm. seeking him wholeheartedly. Yeah. And then when they when that that doesn't seem to work, all of a sudden we're we're thinking, well, I guess God. Does, God doesn't want to answer my prayers, or He's not real, and you know, and then yeah. he'll, it'll begin to spiral. Yeah, and and, and I've seen that ha- happen a lot of times, and that's why we need to basically make the decision: I'm going to choose to be all in for God because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna allow myself to be in this half-hearted position, yeah. this lukewarm position, yeah. where where I'm not really diligently seeking Him, and because that's fruitless. But yeah. there's fruit whenever I give my all for Him. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah, the the apathy is. It's a huge point. And one of the questions I think that is really good, this hit me a few years ago, was, and this really will separate. It's one of the, I would say, it's not all defining, but it's pretty defining in, in what is. Yeah. Who needs a miracle, right? Who needs a miracle? Yeah. You know, my, if you ask me who needs a miracle today, I'm like, me. I need a miracle all the time. Yeah. What is it? I need all kinds of miracles all the time. You know, in other words, I'm expecting them. I know what they'll do for me. But a lot of times, people don't even know that those things are available. You know, and uh, they don't know, so they're not pushing. They're sitting there in that apathetic place where God's wanting to do the supernatural. He's wanting to do. And what could change if you got a miracle? What could change if you got a miracle? You know, what could change in your life? A uh, financial miracle, a health miracle. Uh, what could change? What could it? Watch this. What could it change in people around us mm-hmm. if we got mm-hmm. a miracle, right? Because there now you have a testimony, and that yeah. testimony yeah. catches attention. So see, people are not. They're like, well, no, I'm fine. I don't need a miracle. What about the people around you? Yeah. You know, what about those? And so all of this comfort leads to the place where we are not prepared. Mm-hmm. And that lack of preparation, that lack of growing in faith, growing in hope, growing in our love walk, growing in the fruit of the Spirit, growing in our ability to lead people to the Lord, you know, growing in all the fruitfulness of God, growing in our fellowship with the Lord, where it becomes so intimate, you know, it, it becomes so precious. We will sit still. And so I think that's part of what has, is, well, I don't think it, I know it, is that has happened to the American church where we've gotten that way. And now we want the church to appease our flesh. Mm -hmm. Now we want the church. We've gotten so apathetic. We want the church 
to tell us all the goody. That's exactly what the word says and is talking about when it says having their ears tickled, right? Yeah. In other words, that's exactly, in other words, don't correct me, don't rebuke me, don't challenge me, don't stretch me. Watch this, don't prepare me. Yeah. That's what that does. It turns into a lukewarm church. We end up doing the job for the devil, lulling yeah. people to sleep. Yeah. And so we don't want to be that. We want to be the people mm -hmm. that are prepared to seize every opportunity. How many opportunities do you want to miss? None. Man, I get, it makes me sick to my stomach when I find out I missed an opportunity. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I'm like, oh, Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. And yeah. I won't. I, and so I've got to be prepared. I've got to be on top of that. In order to be prepared, then I simply need to do the things and go after the things that the Lord has laid out in Scripture. Yeah. That's all I need to do. And when I do that, like, you know, 1 Samuel 2.30 those who honor me, I will honor. Or is it Second yeah. Samuel two thirty? Y'all have to look it up. First or Second Samuel two thirty? I think it's First Samuel two thirty. Those who honor me, I will honor. Yeah. Those who honor me, I will honor. And so, one of the things that we see is that when we start being prepared for God and, and giving, sowing our comfort. First Samuel, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it, it's when um, uh, Saul, King Saul, was messing up at the beginning of. Mm -hmm the book of Samuel. So I mm -hmm. thought that was right. But um, when we actually say, I'm, I'm sowing my comfort, I'm putting my comfort on the altar, and I'm not going to be satisfied just to come to church. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to be satisfied. I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to yeah. seize every opportunity. Imagine if you, if you did seize every opportunity and you shut down every attack. Where would your life be, comparatively speaking, you know? If, if, I, if I have see some opportunities and then I have some attacks and then I see some opportunities, I have some attacks, and I see some yeah. opportunities, I have some attacks. And, you know, over time I'm still up, but not where I need to. But if I seized every opportunity and I didn't have any attacks, yeah. I'm way up. You're talking about a multiplied difference that we can have by being prepared. Yeah. And so... One of the things I want to look at, do y'all have anything else on that? Okay. No. One of the things I want to look at is this. I was Last week I was spending some time in Proverbs. And, by the way, we're getting ready to do a series on Proverbs where we'll tackle one chapter each day and go through that. Uh, that is going to expound this wisdom of God and we'll get prepared. We'll have something to get yeah. prepared and go through Proverbs verse by verse over a period of time so that people can search that, go through the playlist and uh, look at this wisdom uh, that God gave to King Solomon. And uh, But looking at chapter 6 and let's look at verse 6. And you've heard this before. Mm -hmm. It says uh, in the King James it says, look to the ant or Verse 6, it says, Go to the ant, O sluggard. Observe her ways and be wise. So one of the first things, that, yeah. when he says, O sluggard, what it's saying is, you're not approaching life the way you should be. So this is the wisdom of the yeah. wisest man that ever lived. And he's saying, make sure that any time you have this attitude of being slothful, of being a sluggard, Make sure you go back to the ant and consider ways. And how do you know? Because some people say, well, I'm not, I'm not lazy. I'm not slothful and everything. Let's find out <laughs> and let's go to the Word to figure that out. Let's not just make a, let's not make a decision on that on the front end. Yeah. Let's actually let the Word shine the light on us first before we start making decisions like that. I find that a lot of people are like, no, I'm doing that, and they check the box. Instead of actually letting the Word Tell them if they're doing that or not, you right. know. And uh, I talked, I was talking to a young man yesterday and he was asking me a question. It's more of a philosophical question, but it dealt with the Bible. And I asked him, I said, what's, what's your standard? You know, what standard are you, are you standing on? You know, are you standing on philosophy and what you think? Or are you standing on the word? Because this is a biblical question, but you're approaching it. I could tell right away he was approaching it from what he thought was right. Mm -hmm. 
Well, you don't approach it that way. You approach it mm -hmm. from the standard of the word. This is the, this is the supernatural writings of God that have made prophecies and never missed it. Mm -hmm. And the odds of it happening are astronomical and beyond probability. And this is the one that hasn't missed. This is the supernatural book written by a supernatural creator. Yeah. Let's use that as our standard and have real truth. Uh, that truth will set us free versus if I if I'm living by you know what I think then mm -hmm. I might have what I think is truth but it won't be truth necessarily and it won't set me free so I'm not prepared I think I'm prepared but I'm not yeah. so instead of just saying I'm not a sluggard maybe let's go to the word and let's let it apply to our lives and look at it and so it says go to the ant oh sluggard observe her ways and be wise now, in other words, it's getting ready to give us a couple of points about her ways to specifically look at. But think about this. It's telling us right here, meditate on this. Observe her ways. Yeah. Meditate on it. Don't just pass by it. We're going to read the scripture. Some people, that'll be the last time that they hear that scripture till the next preacher does it. He's saying, think on this. Meditate on this. Observe this. Let it hit you right? Observe this. And then I, I love this, the ant, which having no chief yeah. or officer or ruler, no chief, no officer, no ruler prepares. And we'll, we'll just stop right there and stop reading. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in other words, there's nobody standing over the ant saying, okay, do this now. Okay. Yeah. Do that now. Okay. Do that now. Hey, you're really not doing good. That's, that's not good. You know, you shouldn't be doing that. Bad, bad <laughs> Christian. You know, there's, no, there's nobody standing over the ant. And the Bible, in the book of wisdom, from the wisest man on earth, because God granted him wisdom, is telling us, yeah. observe her ways and be like this ant. Yeah. In other words, this ant is not waiting for preparation. Yeah. It's always preparing. Right, write that in the comments. The ant is always preparing. Yeah. We should be, you, you can write this, we should always be in preparation. We should always be growing. We should always be going forward. There's never any time that we should be backing down. And, and this is the whole point about this. Not only should we always be preparing, we shouldn't have to have people telling us to do it. <laughs> yeah. We got an amen from somewhere off screen. <laughs> Nobody should be having to tell you to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It yeah. it should be that you do it on your own, self motivated, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's instinctual. Yeah, you don't have to have anybody telling you, hey, you should be reading your Bible. You should be spending time with God. You should be serving at the church. You should be growing in the Lord. You should be growing in your faith. You do need a miracle. Nobody should be having yeah. to tell us that. Yeah. I mean, we should tell, tell people and we should preach that until they know. But now that you know, that should never have to be, have to be said to you again. Yeah. yeah. It should never be told. Yeah. You should be self-motivated. Yeah. In other words, the ant, let me read it again, having no chief, no officer, or ruler prepares. Yeah. The ant having no officer, no chief, no ruler prepares. And the mm -hmm. Bible tells us in its wisdom, look to the ant and, and basically learn from this pr mm -hmm. principle right here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Learn from it. Yeah. Prepare all the time, and don't wait on somebody to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Now, see, what we see is people miss opportunities and don't seize them, and they're hurt by attacks because they're not prepared because they haven't done this. Mm -hmm. they, they haven't meditated. They haven't made this a part of their life. You know, I have moments where we rest. I have moments where I back off of doing any work and everything, but it's like, it's difficult for me to sit there for too long. I, I can sit there. I've even gone maybe up to two or three weeks and not done very much. But I get about two or three weeks into a serious rest, and I get antsy. <laughs> Literally. I get antsy. What am I doing? I can't. No, I've got to be self-motivated. I've got, I've, got, I've, got go I've got to go produce fruit. 
I've got to go produce fruit. I need to produce fruit right now. There's too long of a time has passed. And what am I doing? I'm putting on a godly wisdom that I can't sit here for too long. And there is, I mean, you need, you absolutely need to have time to rest. God gave us that example. You know, we just got back from vacation. That is godly to go on vacation. But do you pray about vacation before you go? Do you pray on what time to go, where to go, things like that? We do. But the issue is how long to go, things like that. Seek the Lord first. Seek Him first. He'll show you the perfect place, the perfect time. Mm -hmm. It's always, He's got your best plan. He's got it best in heart. What's that? Hannah said antsy. Antsy. (laughs) (laughs) Did you like that? (laughs) That was the Holy Ghost helping me. So, But that's what will happen is I'll realize, okay, We've rested. Now let's get to work. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Let's get to work. We have a vapor of time, the Bible says. It's time mm-hmm. to get to work. Mm-hmm. It's time to get to pre- preparing, growing some more. And all preparation is not all fruit harvest every time. There, there's seasons. There's the planting. There's the watering. There's the harvest. It's not all harvest yeah. all the time. When we go out soul winning, I'll tell the people, like, look, you're not going to, don't, not every person you run across is a harvest. It can be planting a seed, yeah. you know, it, and that's fine. That We're doing that. That's biblical to do that. But we are out there. We are out there. The mm-hmm. harvest this time might be a little bit less than it was last time because we planted more seeds this time, you know. Yeah. Uh, or it might be more because we're harvesting what other people planted, you see. But yeah. we are out there and we are winning souls and making disciples we are preparing. We're growing in our ability to win souls. We're growing in our faith walk, in winning our faith projects, right? We're growing in that. We are not sitting still. We're growing in our worship, you know, in spirit yeah. and truth. We're not just sitting still. We're constantly increasing just like Jesus did. He kept increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. He kept increasing. Over in Acts, Paul kept increasing. It's biblical to keep increasing, to keep growing. And why are we growing? Because we have eternity in mind. The more we grow, the more we can seize kingdom opportunities and the more Mm -hmm. we can put off attacks against ourselves and other people. And so we cannot sit back and watch everybody else and act like we're doing it right by going to church on Sunday if we're not growing and becoming more yeah. fruitful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, no, 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 no. Go. Um, it, it reminds me, like, just going back to the ant. Oh, sluggard. You know, like, not calling you a sluggard. Yeah. Like, going back, that's what he said. But, like, going back to the ant uh, illustration, like, it reminds me, I was in Cuba once, and... Uh, and uh, there's a lot of cockroaches in Cuba. And, uh, like, they were in our, our, our kind of bed and breakfast room and stuff like that. And um, the, the guy that I, that I was bunking with, he always stepped on every cockroach he saw. And um, th- when, the second he would step on it, give it five minutes, there was an entire army of ants that would come out, pick it up, and carry it away. It was like it was like our own little ant maid service. I yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed just watching them. But there there was one point where they were trying to carry the cockroach up a wall, and the cockroach is very heavy. So yeah. like they would get maybe a good foot up the wall and drop it, and they would rush down, pick it up again, and go again. Like you're wow. looking at them. I, like I'm sitting there watching them. They dropped it like four or five times. I spent like an hour watching these ants just try to carry this cockroach up a wall. Yeah. But like they dropped it. Like they didn't say. Like obviously, like it's not like there was someone like saying, "Hey, you got to try again." Like yeah. instinctively, mm-hmm. they're yeah. like, "All right, let's do this again." Yeah. Instinctively, like they weren't getting discouraged. I thought at some point they yeah. would give up. But like, no, w- we got to do this. We got to do this. So like they just kept as, on. They just kept on until I think uh, the pastor kicked the cockroach out of the room. You yeah, know, and like then they just went on to their next, next job, thing. you know. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. but instinctually, like they were gonna get the job done no matter how long it took. They weren't getting mm-hmm. discouraged, like the Bible says in Galatians six nine, don't grow weary and well doing. Yeah. Like they were just, this is what we need to do. No one, no one's telling. It needs them to be this, done, and so we're gonna do it. Yeah. Like yeah. they, li- they were literally like our hired maid servant, you know, that came in, picked them up, and carried them out. But it was just like I'm sitting there watching them, like. They're they're just doing it. They're yeah. doing what they're 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 supposed to be doing, and they're not quitting. They're not yeah. giving up. They're yeah. just doing it. And like so, 
I literally just looked to the ants and I was just like, wow, they're so diligent as I'm lying on the bed. <laughs> they're so diligent. <laughs> but like, I, I never really thought that I could turn that into yeah. like something. But like, I was just fascinated. But you know, nobody was sitting there going, hey guys, no, we got to do this. Yeah. We, yeah. we have to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, go ahead. All right, Ralph, lift there. You know, uh, all right, Joe, yeah, put your back into it. No, they didn't need motivation. Mm -hmm. They didn't need direction. Yeah. They just saw and hear this. They saw what was right to do, mm -hmm. and they went about it until yeah. it was done. Yeah. That's a great story. And every one of them, too. It wasn't yeah. like they were yeah. like yeah. two ants that this time were like, I'm done, and you see two ants walk away, and the yeah. group start to dwindle as they mm -hmm. give up. They yeah. were all in unity mm. yeah. and were diligent. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that's one of those things where yeah. it's so different from our society yeah. because it's like, well, why didn't, why didn't you help that person out? Well, you didn't tell me I needed to. You know, I want to rip my hair out. I'm like, what does love do? You know, yeah. and so a lot of times we're not meditating on that. We're not observing. Mm. We're not growing. We're not thinking on that. We're not meditating on these things. We're just like, you know, many, we've been dumbed down to tell me what to do and I'll do it, which is mm -hmm. easy. It's comfortable mm -hmm. yeah. instead of being self-motivated. Yeah. yeah. Right. It, it, but what happens is when we actually become self-motivated, things go well. Yeah. It actually becomes easier. It's so mm -hmm. much easier when everybody's just doing their job. It's mm -hmm. so much easier. Yeah. And in other words, I don't have to tell you to go do that. You don't have, you don't have to be told. You just say, you know what, that's right to do. I'm going to go do that. You know, it's right for, uh, you know, for example, it's right for a children's ministry leader to not have to beg and plead to get people to come and serve in children's ministry, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's right for a children's ministry leader not to have to beg and plead for that person to still watch the service on replay so that they stay connected. It's right for that because yeah. it's the right thing to do. They shouldn't have to, they should lead it. But they shouldn't have to beg and plead for it because yeah. people right. are so self-motivated because they've, they've observed the preparation mm -hmm. and the work, uh, the work of the ant, you know, in yeah. that way. Because God put it in his book and said, this is wise. Yeah. And so many times we're not, we haven't been self-motivated in that way. And I want to I show this. What's the next verse? It says, go to the animal sluggard, observe her ways and be wise which, having no chief, no officer, no ruler, prepares her food in the summer, gathers her provision in the harvest. In other I wrote this out to the side. The ant works, works. Mm -hmm. The ant prepares and works. Mm -hmm. put, that, put it in the comments. We should be self-motivated to prepare and work mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. We should be self-motivated to prepare and work mm -hmm. all the time. And you'll notice that the ant works to plant, works to tend, and works to harvest. Mm -hmm. In other words, now the ant might not be mm -hmm. sowing and reaping, but they are always preparing like for the winter time and things like that. Mm -hmm. They're gathering, they're gathering. You know, they're not, they're not farmers, they're not sowers and reapers, yeah. but they are gatherers of that. They're, you know, they're not in the sowing portion of it. Yeah. But our job is to be in the sowing portion of it because that's what the kingdom is. So in other words, where the ant from start to finish prepares and works, we also should start to finish, prepare and work. Mm -hmm. So the start to finish is we plant, we tend, we harvest. And this can be applied in so many different ways. For example, you know, we plant ourselves in a church. We tend to the garden of our own heart. We let the light of God shine on us and prepare us and work on us and mold us and let the washing of the water of the word transform our mind and not think that we've arrived so that we stop growing, but we constantly are growing because there's so much in God. How can we not grow? Yeah. But then we also move to the place of fruitfulness and harvest. Yeah. You know, we, we sow at our jobs. We get better at our jobs. We tend to our jobs and we harvest the 
the bonuses. We harvest uh, the uh, promotions, right? We yeah. sow into a broadcast. And, you know, look at, look at what we've done. When we first started sowing, we didn't have the different equipment. We didn't have the different things. We sowed into it. We literally sowed finances so that we could reap a harvest of what we have now so that we can get that we're doing get the word out on lunch plus yeah. you know yeah. we did all of this so that we can get the good news out no so now not just us need to be sowing and tending and harvesting but you also so as you're watching this and you're watching what's the word each every, each and every day what are you doing you're doing the work you're preparing you're yeah. you're prepping yourself you're doing the work all right I need to let that work on on this part of me I need to let that work on this part of me you're that you're doing it simply by watching the broadcast today and receiving the word of God but yeah. it can't stop what I what I have found is this is like Let's say that you know you you came here a year and a half ago, and let's say you're here for the next ten years, right? Generally, it doesn't take that long. Generally, it takes about two to four years, and all of a sudden you're like, "Well, I've heard all these stories, I've heard all this stuff." He's saying the same stuff over and over again, and you'll stop actually listening. You know, you'll stop listening. Almost everybody goes through this at least on some level. And you stop listening. What are you doing? You're you're stopping the preparation time, and you're and you're not realizing how much is in the Word of God. Yeah. Like I'll be sit I'll be sitting there and I'll be preaching on something. I'll say something. And I'll go back and watch it some other time. I'm like, I didn't know that. <laughs> like I didn't know that when I preached that. That was the Holy Ghost moving in there. That's a very slight word that he added in there. That's a whole revelation of this big thing over here. And I had no idea. There's so many layers in this word and in the word that's preached by the Spirit of, of God. Yeah. For us to say I've heard it all is so prideful. It's so, you know, to say it. I, there were people that said Brother Hagin never preached on anything but Mark 11. Did you, like, he preached on so much stuff. You know, it was like yeah. I've heard it all before. He's going to talk about faith. It, he didn't just talk about faith. Mm-mm. He talked about all everything in there. But yeah. they were so prideful they couldn't see through that. They just saw the base message and they didn't receive the other. So what they did is they stopped preparing. Yeah. All of a sudden they became dull in their hearing. Hardened hearts, dull ears, blinded eyes. And it sets us up for deception. All of a sudden we can't reap the harvest. Yeah. All of a sudden we can't reap the harvest that God intends us to reap. We must consider the ant, be self-motivated, and do the work. And like you said in that story, not get weary in doing it. Just, hey, all right, we dropped it. Pick it up again. You know, I can imagine, oh, my goodness, if that was people. Like, oh, my gosh. Oh, and who dropped it this time? Oh, I'm so done with this. I'm so done. It's like, it, that's where it's telling us, consider the ant. Who just does yeah. what's good. Yeah. All right, you got to do it again. What can you do to change that? It still needs to be done. Mm. Yeah. Does the harvest of souls still need to be done? Yeah. yeah. Are there obstacles and people that have stood in your way and not been a part of helping you? Or are there things that I don't feel like it? Doesn't matter. Does it still need to be done? Yeah. It still needs to be done. Yeah. If yeah. Jesus is our Lord, that's the cry of his heart. Mm. Still needs to be done. Mm-hmm. What are we complaining about? What are we holding back from? Why are we making excuses to not do that? Right. Either we grow and we act like the ant or we act like heathens. You know, either way. But let's yeah. be like God, what God told us. Let's prepare yeah. because here's what happens. He who wins souls is wise. He pays wages to the harvesters. One of the things that happens is this. When you start doing God's things and you just say, you know what, this is God. This is the right thing to do. I'm going to do it. The issue is opportunities start to open. Opportunities start to open. And you'll be in the right place at the right time. And God will say, hey, uh, buy this stock. You know? And you'll, oh, okay. And you're, and you're prepared. You're prepared because it's easy for you to be obedient right. to what God says because you've made that your habit. Yeah. Oh, go and say hey to this person. Watch this. Go and say hey to this person and lead them to the Lord. Oh, Lord, but I'm not comfortable with doing that. Go pray for this person. Yeah. Okay, Lord, I'll go do at your word. Mm-hmm. I'll do what you say. That sounds familiar, right? Mm-hmm. Remember Peter? Lord, I don't want to throw those nets back in. I don't want to throw those nets back in. 
but at your word, I'll do what you say. It was harvest time. He didn't recognize harvest time, right? But he was at least prepared enough to do what Jesus said. And all of a sudden, they brought a catch that overflowed their boat, overflowed their partner's boats, set them up to go on ministry around the world with Jesus, right? Yeah. And, and here's the thing. So you say that. He tells you go, and, and so you say, okay, Jesus, at your word, I'll go. Then he says, hey, uh, don't, don't eat at that restaurant. Go to this restaurant. In the restaurant, you meet somebody and actually lead them to the Lord. Oh, okay, at his word. In other words, I moved at his word there. I moved at his word there. Then all of a sudden, he says, hey, buy this stock. Lord, I don't really think that stock's anything, but at your word, because it's become a habit. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he knew, and all of a sudden, that stock blows up, right? Yeah. And you make, you've seized an opportunity because you have prepared your way, you prepared your work, you didn't stop growing. When you came up to an uncomfortable place, you said, at your word, Lord, I'll do what I need to yeah. do because this is good. This is right. You didn't stop because of comfort. All of a sudden, you're sitting in the right place at the right time. Now, other opportunities start opening to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All Look at um, Todd, uh, Todd White. Mm -hmm. Todd White just said, Lord, you've done such great things for me. You know, I want to tell other people about you. And now he has a ministry around the world and he's inspiring people. Can you imagine the fruit and the rewards that he has in heaven based off of what he's done in that way? Mm -mm. Simply because he said, Lord, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. If we would get like that, yeah. how quickly and how much could we advance? And not only advance the kingdom of God, not only that, but how much would we be rewarded by God in heaven for it? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We've got to get to the place where we stop letting our comfort start, stop us. Yeah. And we've got to get to the place where we stop judging ourselves based off of other people or what we have thought and let the Word shine the light on us and truthfully mm -hmm. be concerned about fruit. Mm -hmm. You go read John 15, John chapter, the Gospel of John chapter 15, and look at what he says about fruitfulness. It is a serious thing with God, but you don't hear anybody talking about fruitfulness, preaching about fruitfulness. They be, they're preaching about all kinds of stuff, but rarely do you hear a preacher that's talking about being fruitful. But God considers it very, very important. But people are not being fruitful. If they were being fruitful, we'd be out of here already. I did, I did, the, uh, I did the math. If every believer won one person to the Lord for a day, Every person that claims to be a believer won one person to the Lord in a day. I, I did the math, and it was like 14 days. The whole yeah. world would be born again. Hmm. What are we waiting on? Yeah. What are we waiting on? I, I'll, I'm remembering those figures. I don't have it right in front of mm -hmm. me, but it was like 13 days, 14 days. Mm -hmm. So what are we waiting on? We're, yeah. we're waiting on us. Yeah. Let's just get about it. Just, you know, we've got to consider the ant and get prepared and be ready. Amen? Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Do y'all have anything? As you're saying that, I'm just thinking. And like thinking back on decisions I made, every decision, I can't think of a decision I've been trying to. Every decision that I've made, looking back on that, I'm like, I'm so glad that I made that decision. Like yeah. a life-changing decision um, for the best. Yeah. Every single one of them was outside my comfort zone. <laughs> was outside That's a of great... what my flesh wanted to do. Yeah. Outside of what I considered to be comfortable and yeah. normal. Yeah. It was completely outside of it. Yeah. And that's every decision that has completely and yeah. utterly changed my life. Yeah. That's a great testimony. That's yeah. a great testimony. And so... Um, one of the things, you know, I told you earlier, I had a story where we did it wrong and we did it right. And that was when you were a baby and you were getting ready to be born. The Lord put it on our heart, um, specifically on mine. He put it on my heart, get prepared, get prepared. And, and I knew what that meant. It meant there was a faith challenge in front of us and we needed yeah. to get our relationship up to where it needed to be. And, uh, and I, I did a little bit, but I didn't take it fully seriously. I thought mm -hmm. that faith was more denying that there was a challenge coming. Jesus was sharing with us by the Holy Ghost 
that there was a, a health challenge. I didn't know what it was, but there was yeah. a challenge coming up, a health challenge with you. Get prepared. And I'm fully convinced that that whole word from him uh, was an opportunity for you to be supernaturally healed without any physical intervention whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I didn't take that serious because I thought faith was saying, no, we won't have any problems. But that wasn't yeah. faith. That was actually presumption. You know, He was telling me there was going to be a challenge. There was going to be something. Get your faith up. Yeah. Now, the issue was up till that point, up till that point, I was just denying that there was going to be a problem, but he was telling me there was going to be a problem. So I wasn't yeah. moving at his word. I was moving on presumption, thinking that I was in faith, and I actually was missing it. He was telling me how to get in faith, but I wasn't listening in that way. And I, so I didn't prepare. That was the bigger point. I didn't prepare. Now, leading up to this period of time, we had multiple times where we could have sat. And we mm -hmm. could have not had any faith, but we had chosen to go after and to grow and to prepare. And there's more in the Lord for us to get a hold of. And a church that we were going to was only going this high and they were not going beyond into the Holy Ghost. It was like yeah. to salvation and being filled with the Holy Spirit, but a victorious life over and above it, they weren't going above that. The mm -hmm. Lord let us go to a church where they were believing for more in that process. Man, we grew, we grew. So we had been growing for years and we had been preparing in that place. But now at this last moment, God wanted us to be prepared on a different level for that challenge. Yeah. So when it came time and we prayed, there wasn't the supernatural miracle that you never had to have surgery on your heart when you were three months old. Yeah. We did have to have surgery because we weren't prepared. However... We were prepared, praise God for his mercy, we were prepared in our faithfulness to stand strong in that moment. Yeah. And you came through, and of course the devil tried to steal your life and tried to literally flatline you in, in, in the process of, of going through all of that. And the Lord had, had brought you back. And our faithfulness not only sh uh, you know, brought, brought you to that place of going through that and you still being here today, but our faithfulness also was a light to other people in that same place. Yeah. And so one of the things that you see is our preparation on one level helped us go through, uh, but a lack of preparation helped, uh, helped us not have it as easy as we should have. We could have had it easier. Uh, we, it could have been much easier had yeah. we been prepared. Uh, praise God we were prepared on one level, but we weren't prepared on the other. So one was a win and one was a loss, and it was all in our hands because one time we had considered the ant, another time we didn't handle that right and we didn't prepare. It could have been easier. So we want to be winning those all the time, and so we need to stop thinking that I'm just doing good by being there. Uh, this, yeah. this came up to me several months ago in church. If you don't leave church every Sunday seeing some area that you can grow in, you need to be asking that question. How can I make the change today to grow, right? Even in this message today, how can I change today and grow today from this message on preparation? Yeah. How can I grow today in this message? How can yeah. I grow how can I change my life? How can See, our goal should not be just to hear a message and, oh, golf clap and amen it. Our yeah. goal should be, all right, this is a message from the Lord. How can yeah. it change me today? How can I grow? Because this message is not here just to make me cheer it. This message is here to grow me. This message yeah. is here to give life to me, to bring a preparation, uh, to change something today or change something in the future. Lord, what do you want me to change with this message today? Yeah. So ask that question yeah. of yourself. If you have something, if you, if you have something right now that, that the Lord says, this is what I want you to change, you need to do this. If he's already talking to you, you feel comfortable putting it in the comments, put it in the comments. Hey, this is what God's telling me to, to change. This is it. Yeah. And, or maybe it's multiple things, but never walk away from a message just applauding it. Mm -hmm. Never walk yeah. away from a message. Put that in the comments, please. Never walk away from a message just in applause. Yeah. 
just applauding the message. Yeah. Yeah. I always take a message and say, how can this message change me? Where can mm-hmm. I apply this? Because if we're not doing that, we won't be growing, you know? Sure. Mm-hmm. And you'll watch a lot of people, they're just like trying to pay their time to get through the message. They're, mm-hmm. they're not listening to it. They're not thinking on how it'll change me. All they're doing is they're sitting there and, and they're like, okay, yeah, I went to church this week. Mm-hmm. No, that's the wrong thing. That's not a preparation. Mm-hmm. The anointing can still help you. An anointed message can still help you. But that's not what our job is. Our mm-hmm. job is to let it change us and to yeah. motivate us to change. Without ruler or chief or officer, we do what we need to do. We make those changes right. and prepare. Amen. And right. if we'll get prepared, if you'll get prepared and you'll do these things, you'll start seizing the opportunities of God and you'll yeah. start just demolishing all of these attacks that try to come against your life. But yeah. it's time for us to prepare and be prepared and stay in that heart of preparation yeah. all the time. Yeah. Amen. Y'all have anything else to wrap up? No, sir. <laughs> that was good. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Glory that, to God. That, that was a really good message. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Amen. <laughs> good. Like, I'm, I'm here receiving right here. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Like, good. Yeah. Put it in the comments. Where, where is it that you see, all right, I need to change this. I need mm-hmm. to change this today, and uh, I'm never going back. I need to make this change. Put it in the comments. What is mm-hmm. it for you that the Lord is talking to you about uh, we love you so very much. If you would like to uh, sow into the broadcast, let me, not just finances, share the message. People need to hear these things. People need to hear it. And uh, share the message, like, subscribe, click the notification, click the bell. That is a part of sowing in today's uh, technology. That is sowing this word as well. But also, if you would like to sow financially, you're welcome to, to get the word out. Go to giveww.org. You can uh, shoot that QR code on the screen or Facebook, uh, Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, text to give, uh, cryptocurrency. You can do all of those things. Uh, We love you so very much, and we want to pray for you. Right now, Father, we just thank you. For everybody that's given, bless it in Jesus' name. Lord, let it be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over in Jesus' name. Lord, let it be supernatural. Let, it be, let them be supernaturally prepared for every opportunity in the name of Jesus. And Lord, thank you for this message. Let us consider the end. Lord, let us be self-motivated and do the good work of the kingdom of God every time we need to. Let us not get frustrated in it. Let us not get weary in it. But Lord, let us diligently seek you and grow. And we know that you are a rewarder of those things. As we honor you, we praise you, and we worship you, and we give you all of the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Get antsy. (laughs) Get antsy. Don't be uh, satisfied being comfortable. Get antsy. I'm not telling you not to rest. I'm saying get to work and be fruitful. Rest when it's time to rest, but work when it's time to work. And don't confuse the two. (laughs) Get antsy. We love you so much. Uh, Marky's here to wrap it up. We'll see you tomorrow at 1130. Going to be a great day. Love you. Bye-bye. Hello. I'm here for a special announcement. This month later, August 22nd through 27th, Brother Ted Shuttlesworth Sr. will be here in Albemarle. Yay! going to be really awesome, really exciting. Every single night that week, the August 22nd through the 27th, and the August 22nd, he will be here at Boomerang Church, which is super exciting. You are not going to want to miss that. It's going to be powerful, life-changing. There will be miracles. You will be able to to see God's power manifested. It is, it is truly, I've been able to, as Brother Chad has been traveling and and this year, especially in his 10 Crusades, I've been able to be in some of the meetings. And wow, they're such a blessing to be a part of. Literally just sit in them. I'm like, I, it's such a privilege to even be here. He's a, he's a great man of faith. So you're not going to want to miss those services here in Albemarle. So I wanted to make sure you knew so you can mark your calendars. So be here at the end of the month. And we'll see you tomorrow. 
with memes with Marky. And yep, that's real and a whole another day of fun. It's gonna be awesome. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.